Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the Pulse of St. Louis. Welcome to the Pulse of St. Louis. I'm Shirley Washington. You know, the Jennings School District is partnering with police to offer a new camp this summer designed to create a career and pathway to law enforcement for students. Joining me now, Officer Shanette Hall with the St. Louis County Police Department. She is the recruitment officer. Captain Juan Cox, he is also with the St. Louis County Police Department. And Dr. Art McCoy, superintendent of the Jennings School District. Thank you all so much for being here. I appreciate it. Dr. McCoy, let's start with you and talk about this program, how it came about, because it's pretty unique. It is. Uh, so first, you know, visionary leadership of uh, Captain Juan Cox here and also the recruitment specialists for the St. Louis County uh, Officer Hall, they approached me with this awesome program for students where they get hands-on experience on being an officer or a troop, uh, a highway patrol trooper, uh, where they actually get to have five-day residential experience with officers, uh, do stop and approaches to cars, do kind of boot camp-like experiences, and build up students. And so when I saw the, the footage uh, from two years ago from elsewhere, I said, count us in, let's make this happen. And so our students participated. We had almost 10 from the Jennings area that participated uh, at the first week of, of June. And we are on a, on a mission now to create this for the entire St. Louis city, county, and even some of East St. Louis so that students can have better engagement with police officers and with their community, but also a career pathway to be what they are now seeing. Yeah, is that what impressed you about the program? It is. It truly is. I mean, to have our young people come in with stereotypes and then have those stereotypes just totally destroyed, to know that these are people who have an, an oath to, to serve, protect, and to do everything they can for the community, that was transformative to the lives of our children first and foremost. But then when they, they took, actually they were deputized and they got CPA training and they, they walked out as officers, little <laughs> officers already. I'm like, wow, now that's transformation. Right. And that's what our community and our children especially need. They need to be transformed to seeing that we are one. Our police officers in, in our community, we all are one and we are trying to make our communities be the best that they can be. That's what really made the difference in my mind for these children. Yeah, Officer Hall, give me the backstory. How did it all come about? So it came about, I had a chance to meet with one of the recruitment um, officers from the Highway Patrol, Sergeant Parr. And he explained the program to us and it, it seemed like a fantastic program that we wanted to participate in as well as far as St. Louis County Police Officers. Um, thanks to the Missouri State Highway Patrol, they definitely allowed us to participate and then also with our chief as well, Chief John Belmar. Um, and we were able to come together and see how it is that they ran their program. Um, it was totally fantastic and like I said, it was something that we wanted to bring to the St. Louis County area. Uh, myself along with another officer from the Jennings area, Officer Brandon McCrary. Um, like Dr. McCoy said, we took almost 10 students from the Jennings School District um, to this camp in Piedmont, Missouri, outside of their urban comfort level and their location of where they lived. And we 
all had new experiences together, which is great. So we were out there in the camping atmosphere, in the woods and learning new things, learning things about fishing and, and swimming and in the lakes and things of the nature, but they were also learning that from police officers. So while we were teaching them different uh, things in that area, we were also engaging them in what it is that we do as police officers on a daily basis, whether it had been from stopping approaches, like Dr. McCoy said, or just how we engage with the community, especially in St. Louis County. Um, myself and Officer McCrary were the two that talk, uh, excuse me, spoke about community engagement and how important it is for police officers to participate in such a thing. Um, so it was, it was definitely an amazing experience for both of us. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Captain Cox, give us a sense of what this does to help build relationships between our young people and police. Well, I, I believe strongly in community engagement and community engagement has to be sustainable. You know, just shooting the basket with the kid and you drive by, that's fine, but what are you doing to keep that, those kids interested? Also, I believe in being engaged with our elders also. So as far as this camp, we're, we're looking at this as a way to engage the, the, the youth, keeping them busy, having a mentorship along with the camp. So this is gonna go through, we're gonna start January 2020, and these kids will stay with us and stay in the program throughout. The older kids- So once the two week camp is over, it's really not over. Correct. Because you become mentors for Absolutely. them. Absolutely. We're going to get them physically fit to the best of our ability, and we're going to have a lot of classroom sessions and some other excursions, field trips, even months before we even go and do the camp. So do you talk with the students about what it's like to be a police officer? Do you share your story? Yes, ma'am, we will. We're going to cover everything from leadership to talking about some of the, the pitfalls. Also, we're going to have some community leaders come in, whether they be business owners or, you know, we, we would like to steer them towards careers with the police department, but we're, our main goal is just to make sure that they are productive uh, citizens. Yeah. So we're going to have all different walks of life coming in to speak to the kids during the process. That's awesome. Officer Hall, give me a sense of what you look for when you are looking for a recruit. I mean, because we know police officers have to have a certain sensitivity and temperament yes, to be officers before they wear the badge. So what do you look for? Yes, ma'am. Initially, we have a number of different just uh, initial requirements that you need to be become a police officer, especially with St. Louis County Police Department, whether it be having some type of educational background or military experience in your background as well. However, truly to become, in my opinion, to be ingrained into your community. I mean, that's what you have to be. I am from St. Louis. I live in St. Louis. I, I grew up here. This is I, this is my community. It's what I love and I, and I adore. And we appreciate people that come along as well and they have a sense of wanting to give back to their community, a sense of wanting to serve the people in their community as well. Um, policing is more heartfelt than what a lot of people imagine. And you have to have that connect uh, with the people that you are actually helping because it is, it gives you that more wholehearted approach. You know what I mean? Um, we are uh, many of things, um, police officers wear many of hats, whether they be um, trying to help as far as mediation styles when you're out there, uh, your communication is your biggest level of uh, your weapon that you can use in any type of situation. So we want people to come along that has excellent communication skills, excellent leadership abilities. Uh, we also want people to come along that has uh, excellent communication skills as well too. Um, now of course all the other things are important like Captain Cox spoke of as far as being physically fit and things of that nature. But that's an excellent candidate to us. Somebody who, who wants to be here, who has the heart to to uh, complete the policing aspect of things. Dr. McCoy, you said some of your students have already participated in the 
programs, what kind of feedback did you get from them? What were they excited about? So to be honest, on day one, a few of them cried because they're like, I don't want to be an hour and a half from home. I'm right. in Piedmont in the country, all these trees. And by the last day, they were in tears to have to leave. Yeah. They were like, I do not want to go. You are my family. I want to be back next summer as a mentor to the other younger mentors. So we've created a pipeline where we're really talking about mentoring, you know, freshmen, uh, kids as young as 14, uh, but then having them enter into this kind of residential experience at 16 uh, and even 17 and 18 to be part of it. And then they can be, tr you know, transition very well into the Cadet Academy, which yeah. Mrs. Hall oversees and recruits for, uh, which is a paid exper experience for police officers in the making. And then at, by 21, then you can become a full-fledged police officer. So, now, do the students have to meet a certain requirement in order to participate in the program? So, you know, being the educator I am uh, and my wonderful team, we are looking for those who need PE experience, for those who are in the ROTC vantage point where they already kind of take an ROTC class or wish to. Uh, we want those who are geared towards service and those who have good communication skills. But we also have a heart for those who I call are at promise. So not just students that are, you know, your typical uh, people that you would point out in the crowd and say, you're going to be a cop. Right, we right. want the opposite. Uh, we want those who would just think the furthest thing from wanting to be the cop because sometimes those with those life experiences can become the best cops. They can become the most useful detectives, the most uh, best FBI agents and CIA agents. And so, so we really are looking for uh, a, a variety of diverse thinkers and students mm -hmm. with good character. And, and Captain Cox, just, just fill me in from your perspective. Why do you think this program is so significant, especially now? Well, I've learned that protecting and serving, you're going to do a lot more serving than you're ever going to do protecting. Service is very important. So to piggyback off of what Officer Hall was saying, we're looking for certain types of people who understand that the community engagement is, is the key. You're not going to arrest your way out of some of the problems that we have. And once the, the, the city or the county or the state once you get to interact with the police officers and you see them as your, your father, your uncle, your brother, I think they start to look at us differently and then they start to open up to us also. And also you got that line of communication where you're listening to what, what the citizens are really saying as opposed to just us having you know command staff meetings and we're coming up with all of these plans without actually talking to the people that these plans are impacting the most. And when is the next session starting? So the mentorship will begin in January and even before then, and then the next residential will be in the first week of June. Um, and I just want to make sure that you know that we have some amazing community sponsors and supporters. So first, Boy Scouts of America with Camp SBARF, which is out by Piedmont in that area. They were first to raise their hand and say, we want to be a part of this. Um, and I also have to say thanks to the uh, Stewart Foundation, Family Foundation. Dave Stewart Jr. really approached me and said, I want to have our youth engaged with our cops in a special way. And here's $100,000 to do this at no cost for, uh, for the first groups of people and to create the program. Program. And so it, it, this wouldn't be possible without a, a community-wide effort of great leaders, as you see here, and great community leaders and philanthropists to say, we will get behind this mission. Um, you know, what I love the most is that, I mean, Ms. Hall said it and Officer Hall said it best, our best weapon is our communication. I believe that there is violence in our silence, but as we have students communicate with cops and with others, we, our best weapon is our communication
compassion which bridges the heart and hearts reach hearts and that's what this is doing i've seen it uh when i saw uh, this awesome officer in the woods and uh bitten by a tick but still <laughs> but still <laughs> pushing still her push way forward, through right? i'm like yeah. wow dedication <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome yes. well, it sounds like a great program yes, thank you all so much for being here talking about it thank you we appreciate you and straight ahead on the pulse, St. Louis Public School students have reason to dance. They are taking a trip that is changing their lives. We'll tell you about their trip to Costa Rica when we come back. Back in a moment. To hear more, listen to the podcast. Just search for The Pulse of St. Louis. And welcome back to The Pulse of St. Louis. You know, St. Louis Public School students are learning valuable lessons, participating in a unique travel program called the Show Me Costa Rica Project. It allows them to go on an amazing, life-changing trip and learn life lessons they will never forget. Joining me now, Asia Harris, Septicia Riley, and Damon Glover. They are participants in the program. And Samantha Lurie, she is the founder of the Show Me Costa Rica Project and Dean of Students at Vashon High School. Thank you all so much for being here. I am so excited about your trip. I love your t-shirts. You're looking <laughs> awesome, yes. Samantha, fill us in. Let's start from the beginning and tell us how did this project come about? Well, seven years ago, I was a biology teacher at Vashon, and we were involved in an amazing nonprofit in St. Louis called Cultural Leadership, um, big emphasis on youth participating in social justice issues. And so we were able to participate in a school swap with Clayton High School to learn about education and equity. At that time, we went and um, we were able to follow the students and there was an advertisement for an international trip for the students at Clayton High School. And the students called attention to it and they were just like, Miss Lurie, we didn't know that this was even a possibility. Like, we wanna do this, why don't we have this opportunity? And so when we went back to school, um, they definitely kept asking me about it and were very persistent. And so we um, explored what that would look like for our students at Vashon. And um, I was a biology teacher at the time, so everybody always asked, well, why Costa Rica? Costa Rica is a gem when it comes to biodiversity. Um, and so it, made, it just made the most sense for our biology students to go and study biology in a country that is just a gem and very rich in biodiversity. Oh, absolutely. So students, fill me in. Tell me, what did you think about the trip and how did it change you? I want to start with you, Asia, first, and then work your way down. You're right. The trip is honestly so life-changing, so such an eye-opener. And just to know that I'm a part of the trip meant everything to me. It's a stepping stone for not only kids of my age, kids of my race, but kids all over to be able to get to have this type of opportunity. I have a younger brother, um, and I want to allow him to know that Whatever you put your mind to, whatever goal or whatever chance that there is, you can grasp it. It's always at the reach of your hands. So just being able to be able to go to a different country, the first in my immediate family to travel internationally meant everything to me. Awesome, awesome. So Tisha, fill me in, fill me <laughs> um, in. So in high school, well, really throughout my life, I've always been reserved and shy to myself. So throughout the trip and throughout the whole process of leading up to the trip, Ms. Larry and the participants in the group would always push me to speak up and push me out of my comfort zone. So in the project, we had to go out and network a lot, which means like going up to people you don't know and starting conversations, which is always nerve-wracking for me. Um, but I got used to it eventually. Um, and the trip, the trip overall, it, it pushed me outside of my comfort zone, but it also deepened my passion for travel and experiential learning, which is learning about the world around you. So 
is something that I have um, uh, became more passionate about and applied throughout my life up yeah. to now. Awesome. Demond, what about you? All right. For me, the trip meant everything to me. I've always been, like, throughout my life and through school, I've always been, like, the shy kid. I've never really, like, you know, wanted to participate in anything like this. But when I joined the project, it gave me the opportunity to change all of that. I've, like, since I've been in the project, I've never backed down from the crowd. You know, I've always been the first to jump at activities. You know, I'm, like, student body president at my school, so I did a lot of things. I'm a better public speaker. I don't have stage fright anymore. I've said speeches in front of the board of directors in our uh, school district. And, you know, I feel like I'm a better person. I have more confidence than I've ever had. Oh, that's so amazing. Samantha, fill me in. What does it make you feel like when you hear your students expressing themselves in this way to talk about that confidence and stepping outside of their comfort zones and going to another country, for many of them for the first time? It means everything to me. It's hard not to get, you know, emotional about it. Um, but to see the work ethic that they put up front, um, we talk, I have a wonderful team who helps um, put on the entire process throughout the year and of teachers and community leaders. And so we get, we become very close with the students and we're pushing each other. But I think for every educator out there, um, you want to see your students thrive and grow through a transformational experience. And we now have taken 98 students from the St. Louis area. And um, every single one of those 98 students has shown transformational growth. And for me as an educator, there's just no other rewarding experience. That's why we do this. That's why we work and become teachers every day is to experience the feeling that I experienced from them and um, all the other student participants as well. Yeah. What did you guys learn about the culture in Costa Rica? I've learned that they, they really cherish family and unity, being around each other and nature. Um, going to Costa Rica, uh, walking through the rainforest, seeing like the different animals, it, it was just like really it really made me want to get out more and appreciate what I have at home. And going hiking, the, um, the people, the city, their, their art, they show their art through their work. And that's what made me like want to go out even more. Yeah. Did you guys visit any of the schools? Yeah, so when I went, that was, my, that was actually my favorite part. We visited the school and like the kids, they were so nice. They were so happy to see us. They've never really seen like people, different people. They don't have many friends. So when we went, you know, they were like so excited. They were hugging us. We played soccer with them and we just had a good time. Like, and you know, in Costa Rica, they don't have addresses to their home. So it's harder for them, you know, to access like certain mail. So it just made me think not to take advantage of things we have because some kids and adults can only dream of it. Yeah. So were you surprised by anything, Septicia? Um, my experience is a bit different because I went three times. So I went first. Wow, look at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, the first time I went was with the Show Me Costa Rica project. And then I studied abroad in Costa Rica my junior year to study public health. And then I just went back as a trip leader. Um, nice. Yeah, well, nice. Um, what shocked me the most was the emphasis on community. So in Costa Rica, they have like public health care. Healthcare for all and it's free. So we don't have that here, which, and that was most shocking to me because it shows they really care about their people. 
and uh, along with caring about their people, they have a huge emphasis on protecting their land. So everything in Costa Rica is about protecting the land and every, it's like a, a, a culture, it's their culture and it's the lifestyle they have there. So everybody knows it's pure vida. So protect the land, pure life, everything. Wow, that's amazing. Well, you know, travel is such a unique experience. And like we've been talking about, it is life changing, mm -hmm. but it also helps us to be global minded yes. mm -hmm. when we travel. Yes. So mm -hmm. Samantha, do you talk to the kids about things that they can do to help change the world on a global scale? Absolutely. So throughout the process, we are even engaging. I mean, it's such a huge process. It's, it's going to Costa Rica, of course, but as you can hear from their experiences, it's not just the trip, it's the process leading up to the trip. Um, and so when the trip, of course, sparks the, a different mindset, a global mindset, when you travel and you see the world, your mind can never go back to its original dimensions. And so um, students do conduct research projects before we go on the trip and they're able to research um, more of the topics that they're in interested in, but I would say when we're on the trip, um, that's when, like for example, um, Septician Deman talked about really being inspired by the education system, um, and then Septicia returning back during her junior year, you know, as a first time, I mean, Septicia was a first time international traveler, first in her family to graduate from college, and you know, took that chance to go off and study abroad and um, was able to actually start a um, tutoring program when she was in Costa Rica and learn about the education equity out there as well. And so I do think that students are inspired to um, even look at the way that they eat differently, um, learn more about what violence looks like in different countries and gun laws and uh, preservation laws. And so I think students are definitely inspired in a different way individually and I'm just super eager to see how that plays out um, in their future and the work that they take on. Yeah. Tell me about some of the food you guys got to eat, Damon. All right. So. <laughs> <laughs> Something tells me you were eating. <laughs> so mostly we ate rice, beans, you know, I'm not a big, I wasn't a big fan of it, but it was decent. So my favorite part of the meals though were the fruit, like it was so fresh. I've never tasted fruit like that before in my life. And I just fell in love with it. Like, but what then, kinds of fruit? Like pineapples most definitely because <laughs> they have the best pineapples in the world. Like you have to try. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then I saw some of the video where you guys were dancing. Was it like a big party or something? So at the end of, like toward the end, uh, before we leave, we have a, a folklore event and we basically, it's like a, the last day, we have dinner, we dress real nice, and we kind of sit down and we, and we kind of intake on what they have to show us about um, their culture and their dancing and their, their history through their dance. And it was just really, really fun. Um, I got to dance. I was up there <laughs> dancing and seeing them um, express themselves and um, just intaking on what they do for entertainment. It was really good. So Tisha, you've gone three times uh -huh. and you've studied abroad. <laughs> yeah. What are your goals now? In life? Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing with this experience? Um, well, my first goal is um, it's actually approaching really soon. I'm moving to South Carolina to teach elementary school through Teach for America. Nice. So throughout this whole process, I learned the power of education, which is why you know I wanted to go on and be an educator. Um, after that, I think I want to go to grad school for education and policy to make changes on a higher level. 
but it's definitely um, room for traveling there somewhere. Okay, <laughs> you know what Costa Rica did for you. Mm -hmm. Are you going to implement a travel program at your school in South Carolina? I don't know how that will work for <laughs> elementary age students, but um, I do know the power of learning through um, experience, so I definitely have some hands-on activities. Yes. Not all the way, traveling all the way right. around the country. <laughs> <laughs> or around the world. <laughs> all right, got to take a break. Stay with us. We'll be back in a moment. <laughs> Welcome back. We've been talking about the Show Me Costa Rica project. And Sam, tell me about the requirements. Do students have to meet a certain GPA in order to participate in the program? Yes, so students have to maintain a 3.0 or higher once they are in the project. They don't necessarily have to have it to get into the project, but they need to have um, teacher recommendations, and then they go through a complete interview and essay process in order to be accepted. Now, the students do all the fundraising for the trip, correct? Mm -hmm. That's that's incredible. You guys are awesome. So tell me a little bit about that. Thank you. So we started our own coffee business. We have Costa Rican coffee, so we've partnered with a local farmer, and we um, sell our beans in uh, Tower Grove Farmer's Market. The students will be out there. And we also sell it on our website, which is showmecostaricacoffee.com. And that really helps our students gain this opportunity. We also start our own merchandise, um, as you can see, our Pure Vita shirts. And uh, in addition, we have private donors, crowd uh, funding, and restaurant nights, salsa dancing. So we are working hard throughout the entire year. And we actually have something for you. For me? Yes. No. <laughs> we actually brought you a bag of our Costa Rican coffee. It is made, it is uh, roasted here in uh, St. Louis, but it, the coffee is made up in the volcanoes, which is the richest soil in the world. So. Aw, thank you so much. And thank you guys so much for being here. And I know you brought your journals. We didn't get a chance to talk about mm -hmm. that, but I know you have so many memories that you'll mm -hmm. never forget. So yeah. thank you for being here. Thank you for what you're doing. You're welcome. And thank you for joining us for The Pulse of St. Louis. If you missed any part of the show, download The Pulse of St. Louis podcast in the iTunes or Google Play stores. And remember for News 24-7, download the free Fox 2 and News 11 apps. I will see you next time.